0: Hey, it's Kristen from Content Creation with Mr. Hype. With her is Alyssa, another student from the new 8th grade elective. And And we're we're your hosts. hosts. This class has had a successful year here at Herrick's Middle School. And now that the school year is starting to end, looking back at all the accomplishments us podcasters have made brings a realization of how much we've learned and grown from the beginning of this elective.
1: In this podcast, Kristen and I are going to discuss the importance of podcasting, videography, and the Concentration Foundations. And we hope to wrap up the year strong by bringing forth the achievements of all the students part of this new elective.
0: Like the majority of content creation students, I'm so glad I chose this elective, even though no one really knew how it was going to be structured, because it turned out to be something that opened a lot of doorways for me and taught me many things I didn't think I would learn. Originally, I expected videography, but podcasting taught me to actually be confident in public speech. It got me used to my own voice. And I'm really glad that I didn't know it was going to be podcasting because I never would have actually chosen it. But now I can actually appreciate that in the future, I'm going to be able to use the skills I learned in content creation and apply it to my daily life. This elective also taught me to appreciate sound and editing, not just the sound of my own voice. And this is because whenever I'm editing the podcast, a lesson I made, I would hear like the little tiny details. I would hear like the background noise and maybe like some sort of cough or like clearing of the throat that someone would make. And that would allow me to like realize that we make these like sounds and there's background noises, natural noises that we never really focus on. But when you're an editor, it can you can really pick up on that. So attention to details was also strengthened in this podcasting class. Um, the selective also allowed me to use my creativity especially with the 10 Under 10 podcast Alyssa and I created, I allowed myself to like open up more and speak on podcasting topics that I wasn't really like used to, I didn't know much about, so I can learn more about different podcasts and topics. And I also was able to just talk more about the stuff I did know. So creativity in this way was used in stuff that I wasn't comfortable with and stuff I was this elective also caused me to connect with others who are also interested in this field. I was able to connect with Alyssa and we were able to be co-hosts for the whole year. I was able to interview other students who were also taking this podcasting course and it allowed me to realize that many people also share the same ideas with me. This content creation elective also made me realize podcasting was connected to broadcasting and videography in a way. And this, this realization strengthened after attending the Bash Awards, which allowed me to see other students' examples of their work and allowed me to connect to mine. And then finally, this Content Creation Foundation's elective allowed me to join many contests and manage my time. So it allowed me to grow from being just a student to someone who is potentially interested in thinking of this career in the future.
1: I totally agree. And I truly enjoyed my time in content creation. And I'm glad that I was one of the first students to try out this elective, despite not knowing what exactly this class was going to lead to. I still tried it out, and it ended up being a really good decision because I discovered a whole other side of me who enjoyed podcasting and editing. Throughout the year, I became a lot more comfortable and confident when it came to public speaking, like Kristen mentioned, which is really important in the future because it's a basic foundation for any career path. I also expected videography in this podcasting class, as that's what I've seen online, but After attending this class, it made me realize it's a lot more than just podcasting. It is podcasting, but it's also editing, it's sound, it's creativity, and it's a lot of different elements put together. Content creation also introduced me to other electives in this field, such as broadcasting up at the high school. Before I took this class, I wasn't sure about my interest for broadcasting, but getting to attend the Bash Awards, getting to enter contests such as the New York Times Annual Student Podcast, and the NPR Student Podcast. I realized the connections between podcasting and broadcasting. And finally, content creations taught me how to properly use sound equipment and appreciate things like microphones and the broadcaster. I got to know a lot more technology than just a phone that I use in my day-to-day life.
0: Time to speak with the students of content creation themselves. Let's see what their perspective is on this course. Hi, we're here with... Jawad. What was your podcast
1: about, and how did you come up with it?
2: Um, so our podcast was about like interviewing teachers and getting uh getting to know them because usually like you know we already have like all these teachers, but like we don't really like know like them personally. So we like ask them questions and interview them.
0: What do you enjoy most about the elective?
2: Um, probably like the recording slash editing part because it's always fun like coming on the microphones, putting on the headphones, and like talking with like the people.
1: Would you say recording is your favorite part in creating a podcast or do you like preparing or editing? What's your favorite?
2: Um, my favorite's probably the recording because it's the easiest and second, it's probably the most fun for me personally.
1: We're here with uh, Wenchu.
3: What was your podcast about and how did you come up with it? So my podcast was about uh, my experiences with my dog with another one of my classmates. And it was actually her idea. And I think it was just because she asked me like, oh, do you have a pet? And uh, we both found out that we have like small dogs. So we just kind of went off that. Do you think this podcast strengthened your
1: relationship with other people?
0: I think, yeah, it did. I also listened to your, I think it was a New York Times podcast entry. And it was about the struggles women faced back then because of their, um, because men thought they had mental disabilities, but that wasn't true. So how did you come up with that idea?
3: I think I wanted to do something with like psychosis and I don't know I was reading a, a book actually about like mental illness in women and so I think I just kind of wanted to go off that and then I did a little more research and I found out that.
1: That's a really interesting podcast idea. What were your goals coming into this podcast and were you able to achieve them?
3: Um, I don't think I had any specific goals. I just kind of wanted to maybe talk to a few more people, get to know uh, some of my classmates. And I think, yeah, I was able to achieve that. Thank you. Now we're here with Aiden. Aiden, what was your podcast about and how did
1: you come up with it?
4: So I've had two podcasts in my experience with this uh, class. So first, I made this Food Inspectors podcast with a couple other members. I kind of have to lead it a little because it's kind of hard to get them to like interact and like develop more discussions. Mm-hmm. And also, I had this New York Times podcast. It was just about my cats, it was just a short thing I did. What do you enjoy most about
0: content creation? And what is your favorite part in creating a podcast?
4: My favorite part about creating a podcast, it's definitely got to be the people you create it with. Because if you're with people who, you don't particularly know too much, you get to know about them a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I think content creation helps you strengthen your relationships with one another.
4: And did you have any goals coming into this podcast? Uh honestly no. It was just the just going straight into it, like no expectations, but just doing the best you can. To start off,
0: we're going to talk to the new superintendent of Herricks, Dr. Sinanis, and ask him how he values podcasting and videography. While also getting his opinion on this elective.
1: To begin, what is your opinion on the Content Creation Foundation's elective? Do you think, as the superintendent of Herricks, that this is an elective beneficial to the HMS courses?
2: Uh, Thank you, A, for having me on your podcast. And thanks for giving me the opportunity to share my thinking around uh, your focus. So uh, my immediate reaction is I think it's a great course. I think it's a wonderful opportunity for our students um, in so much as it allows you to develop a skill set that I think will be beneficial to you for life, Uh, whether you are engaging in public speaking, whether you're sharing a presentation or you're just recording your thoughts about something. There's something so powerful about podcasting, but also something so easy about it. So to have that opportunity to kind of explore that and build your skill set, I think is, is great. And I actually hope that we expand and offer more courses like this, maybe in the high school and maybe thinking about something at the elementary level that we can do that is similar to what you're doing, but more, uh, maybe more basic in nature.
0: When you came into this course for the first time and you saw the work we were be doing, did you, that we were doing, did you see anything that you liked? Did you like the environment we were in? Did you like the teacher and the, and the kids? Did you like the environment?
2: Yeah. So definitely the environment stood out, um, in so much as it feels like you all have a, a tight sort of feel to your, to your classroom community. You're all connected and, around something that I think is important to you as individuals. So there definitely is a nice vibe in the room. And I think your teacher is clearly very passionate about the work, which is great. Um, And you are all connected in different ways, which I think is important. And, you know, the thing that stood out aside from that, uh, because middle school kids are, you know, they're not always necessarily the most um, open to engaging with random adults that they don't know, but you all were wonderful and you welcomed me in, which I appreciate because it says something about your classroom culture. The other thing that stood out to me was the content of the different podcasts, like the things that you all were thinking about and talking about, um, so relevant and so important. Um, I'm, I'm excited to know that you are all considering and reflecting on relevant and current and important topics. I think it's, it's great.
1: Yeah. And I think this class really helped us form an immediate bond. And we did yeah. a lot of group activities, especially in the beginning of the year, even though everyone had their own podcasting idea, it was all surrounded by our love for podcasting. So mm-hmm. we all, We were all able to relate in that kind of a way.
2: And it comes through loud and clear. Mm
1: -hmm. So when you film your Herrick's happening updates, what is your process?
2: So um, I start by making a list of the things that I want to spotlight. Sometimes I'll have a running list on my phone. I'll have like a notes um, page open and I'll just kind of write things down as the week is unfolding if I want to reference them. Um, Sometimes I'll just sit down when I know I have a block of time and I'll go through my calendar and highlight the things that I've been to, the activities I've seen, things our kids have done. I make that list and typically I stick it either on a whiteboard that's behind my video camera, be, behind my phone, or I'll put it on a piece of like chart paper so I could see it. So sometimes if you watch the videos, you see my art, my eyes are kind of darting to the side or to, to my left or right because I'm looking at the notes that I've made myself. I will then set up my camera. So it's just my phone um, in a ring, a selfie ring kind of situation. So there's good lighting because the lighting is important. Um, and I'll do like two or three test runs just to kind of make sure the sound is where I want it. I usually use my AirPods cause it helps sort of cut out some of the noise in the background. Um, and then usually around the third or fourth take, I just, I do it. I don't script. Um, I don't rehearse the whole thing. I'll just make sure, like I said, the sound is right. Um, and generally it's one take, not many breaths in that one take and whatever it is, it is, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to spotlight our kids.
1: What do you think is the most important topics to include in your Herrick's Happenings? Is it based off what schools you visit in the month?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but it's our kids. So when I see you all doing things that are impressive to me uh, or interesting to me, or and which is everything, um, I'm excited to share it. So whether I've been to a concert or I've been to the content creation class um, or I went and read to a first grade class, there's something so like prideful for me. I'm so proud of that that I can't wait to share it in the video update. So, But what I will say is that I'm mindful because... I don't want to put out too many video updates because I don't want people to sort of feel inundated. So I try to be conscious of pacing them as well.
0: Do you have any tips for kids about public speaking or learning to like gather evidence and display it to the listeners?
2: That's a great question. Um, I think when it comes to public speaking, the ideal scenario is that you are able to organize your thoughts in some way, whatever that is, whether that's in writing, it's on your phone. For me, it's become my phone. Um, you spotlight and highlight a few of the main points that you want to communicate. You generally do not read it verbatim, but you know those are the three or four or five things that you want to communicate. But you allow yourself to show up as you are, right? Like don't, don't allow it to feel um, rigid or don't allow it to feel like it's so scripted that it doesn't necessarily feel authentic. So allow your authentic self to be part of that. The way you would talk to a friend, the way you might talk to a classmate, um, show up in that way, have your list of things that you want to spotlight. And so integrate your voice with the content. And I think everything else kind of falls in place.
1: I think that's such an important topic, including your own personality into the podcast, especially in the beginning of the year. I think we were trying to edit every little mistake and almost it almost made us seem robotic. But throughout the years, we got more comfortable hearing our own voices and just being on the mic. I think we allowed ourselves to make the mistakes because that's what adds ourselves into the podcast.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what, what what really strikes me about your work is that it almost feels, as I'm listening to you, not only here, but listening to some of your podcasts, it sounds so conversational. It, I feel like I could be sitting with you and talking about it, and that, to me, is that's the—that's what you want to hit. that That's the mark you want to hit. Anything you're sharing with folks, whether it's in public speaking or in a podcast or in a video presentation, people feel like you're talking directly to them, and that's really powerful. So you all have done a really great job yeah. around that.
1: And I think that's the work of Mr. Height. He's helped us create a bond between each other, and that's why Kristen and I, can sit here and have a conversation without it being from our show notes.
0: Yeah, it's clear. And I and I think that's what podcasting is about. Learning to, you know, connect with people, having the feeling of sitting around, like talking like with your friends, even though you might not even know the person that you're talking to. So it it's a good way to bond with people for sure.
2: Yeah. You know, there's also something about podcasting that flattens the world even more. And and what I mean by that is that you can get information from almost anyone at this point, right? So we're able to hear from eighth graders, which wouldn't have been a thing five years ago, um, aside from special events, right? You can you can create a podcast in your class. You can create it on your phone in your room and put it out in there in the world. And there's something about that that makes the world so different than it was five, 10, 15 years ago. Um, information can come from anywhere and anyone. And that's incredibly um, not only powerful, but it allows people to connect in a different way. So I, I love the idea that podcasting has brought voice to to our kids and it flattens the walls. You're not just presenting to each other, you're sharing with the world, which is pretty awesome.
0: So let's expand outside the idea of podcasting. What do you value about broadcasting, videography and podcasting as a whole?
2: I think it's the idea that you're telling a story, um, whether that's literally what's happening or you're sharing information, but there's something about telling the story. There's something about uh, creating a narrative. There's something about sharing information associated with something you're passionate about right so if you're doing a podcast about food and you're a foodie there's something really exciting about that right like when i do the video updates while i'm not necessarily like i'm a little bit self-conscious i don't love the way i look on video but i'm so excited to spotlight our kids that for me i end up usually laughing in the background you won't see that because i'll cut that out but it's so much fun for me because i get to talk about all of you so there's something about exploring that aspect of ourselves, like sharing aspects of ourselves with the world. That is so powerful and interesting to me. There's a level of vulnerability around that. Um, There's a level of confidence around that. And so I think the skills that you're developing through this work are life skills that you'll take with you in high school, in college, and in a job, but also at home when you're talking to your parents or you're talking to a sibling or you're talking to a friend or going on a job interview or whatever. Um, So there's something about this that transcends the microphone or the video, it's about a story. It's about a narrative and it's about connecting with people. And that's so powerful.
1: And I think this is the foundation for the life skills we'll need. Everything we've learned in this, we just take it and add to it, especially public speaking. That I think is one of the biggest things I've learned in this class. Last year, I would have never said, I would have never thought that I would be here on the mic sharing my voice and my ideas, my thoughts to so many people on the internet.
2: Yeah. I mean, listen, we made a video together, right? Not too Mm -hmm. long ago. We did not rehearse it. We spent all of like five minutes putting together, but it was great. And I can tell you the feedback on that video has been so positive. And it's a result of where you all are as as public speakers, as individuals who are excited to tell a story. And so that's a huge compliment to you because I have never had that experience. I've always had to like script it or practice it or rehearse it. And we just did that. And that's because of you. Um, there's there's something about, like I said, a connection that forms when people are excited to share a story together or share an experience together. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful that you've welcomed me in and that you were willing to do that with me. Um, and, and it was fun and you showed up in your Met shirt, which made me feel better, even though they're not playing that great right now, that's yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> but it was great. And, and, and I can't wait to do that again.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah. I think, um, when I got the news that I would be participating in a video, um, with you in it, I was, I was very nervous. Yeah. I didn't know like the, format of it it, because usually Alyssa and I like write paragraphs and paragraphs in our show notes, but something about seeing like the little ring light and, and the little phone, it's like it and then everyone just lining up together and sitting on the chairs. It's just it's it doesn't have to be completely professional. It's just the idea of getting together and talking about ideas that you share. It's that's what makes it important.
2: Yeah. It's true. It doesn't, I think I said to you earlier, like it's it's about progress not perfection. And so not getting stuck in how perfect it looks or how perfect it sounds, but getting focused on the excitement you feel about sharing it and sharing it with people is, is the driver. Um, and so I, I love, I love making the videos cause I love being able to share that with the world. And when we have students as a part of that, which I've had the opportunity to have a couple of times, and I hope to do some more next year, it just changes the conversation even more so. And it feels even more important, I think, to our families and to other students. So
0: Thank you so thank much, you so Dr. Much. Sinanis. Oh,
2: thank you for having me.
1: After speaking to Dr. Sinanis, we decided to ask Mr. Hyde, the teacher and founder of content
0: creation, what his opinion is on the elective. Hi, Mr. Hyde. What about podcasting intrigues you and what motivated you to suggest the elective content creation?
5: Wow. Um, so wow, this is a, it's kind of a loaded question, right? So I feel like um, for me, um, I always listened to the radio, always played like a lot of music and stuff. Um, and I found that during, uh, I guess, maybe, I don't know, around like midway through 2000s, like 2005, 2006, um, there started becoming this thing called podcasts. And it was really cool because people could make like amateur shows, but they were really, really tailored towards hobbies. So like you could go crazy. Like I'm not a coin collector, but I'm sure there's a podcast about coin collecting. Right. But like if it was a video game or a certain hobby, whatever else you could like dig really deep into it and just listen to somebody. Um, you know talk about it but what I found like the most intriguing part of all of it was when you got like a really good host or host right and then it would feel like you were like hanging out with your friends on the couch like there you are you're like people that enjoy the same things as you right and you're just kind of like listening to them talk and it's just really kind of fun and I think now like a lot of people um they multitask or whatever you want to call it like secondary enjoyment I don't know. So like you watch TV and then like you have like your iPad out or like you're playing a video game you're listening to a podcast. So I think it's kind of like becoming like a thing that more people are kind of into. But um for this class since I answered your question in no way shape or form, um this class was something that I really felt would be cool for students to do something and like I guess I kind of like always root for the underdog because I don't think many schools or many students um would typically be uh, middle school students have a podcast i think like maybe high school or college so we did this little project with miss glansman's class i used to work with miss glansman she was miss F- philazola back then and we did a podcast with the students and it was from book clubs if you remember book clubs and all that right you'd, you'd be with like five or six people you read the book and then you talk about it so instead of having like a typical book club what we decided to do is like let's get some equipment let's go to the community fund which is um an amazing organization where people donate money in Herricks. um and they have a dinner and then teachers are able to put in like a proposal for for equipment so i did so uh for podcasting equipment and they were so generous and we were able to get a few microphones and we had the students do a couple of these uh these these projects and i found that it was really like a nice spark like they were really into it but the part that i noticed the most was they were nervous and i feel like maybe like with you guys maybe you experienced this as well that people just need like a little time to get used to it right like the first time we hear our voices on a microphone or the third time or the fifth time it still feels like a little uncomfortable sometimes So I think there was a little bit of that, but I did see like the spark of, of the students really enjoying it. So Mr. McConaughey was excellent. I spoke with him about the idea and he's like, let's do it. Let's go to curriculum council. So I wrote a, wrote up a whole proposal. Um, I even mentioned, you know, how I had a podcast myself. Um, I believe that if I'm going to teach something, I have to get my hands dirty. So at the time when I knew nothing about podcasting, I just liked them. I started my own podcast called food and fury where we had, um, about 48 episodes talking about food and um, I learned to get better. And the biggest thing that I found that I could teach other people was like how not to do it, how to do it correctly and not mess it up. So my biggest thing was, you know, making small, uh, making small improvements every episode. And I think that, you know, that brings us back to you guys, because when we do it together, I just try to like, you know, teach you initially. And then I'm more of like a coach. I just kind of want to want to see you kind of spread your wings and show your creativity. But I've seen in both of you, you know, uh, make small improvements each episode, and you're wonderful now. Not that you were, you know, bad before, but you guys are great.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a learning experience. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how you went through the process of uh, creating this class, even though no one really knew what it was about, and you just took a jump at it, and it ended up being really successful.
5: Thank you. I I think the reason why it's so successful is not really me. I mean, I I love that I do this. This is, like, probably could potentially be the most fun part of my day. (laughs) <laughs> um, but I think that the thing is, is that I really just get excited when other people are also like having a creative part of them and showing that side of them. So like just being in a session like where I could be with a group like you guys and then we're talking about an idea and then all of a sudden like, oh, what if we did this? What if we do that? And then I'm just like, oh, this is so much fun. I love that. Like that's the best part of the whole creative process is just sitting around and getting ideas going. And I think that watching groups like yourselves, like get together and do that. Um, It just makes my job easy because then you, you stand on the mic, you are you know what to do, and then you just you just do it.
1: And what did you have in mind for content creation? Was there like a vision you had? Was it successful?
5: So I, I think it was successful. I mean, I look at you guys and I look at um, when I say you guys, I don't mean just you two. I see the other students that have been with us for um, the first semester for fall. It was every other day, right? So it was a two quarter class that met on blue days or silver days. And now we're doing the same thing uh, this half the year. And I found that um, I think just the proof is in the recordings, right? Like so seeing uh, students being brave and then make their own shows and then we post our own shows on Spotify that go on to so, like Apple Music, Google Music, uh, Stitcher, so I remember them all? Uh, Stitcher, um, there's more, right? There's Spotify, I don't know, Spotify, whatever. But the idea is, um, it's, it's real. Like we're not doing like, you know, my first Fisher-Prize toy. Like we're doing legitimately po- legitimate podcasting, which I think is so cool. Um, and like, for me, like I always root for like the underdog in a way, like the idea of having 13 year olds, 12 year olds, 13 year olds, 14 year olds making their own podcasts. It's amazing. And then like other people will probably look back on this, like a couple of years from now and just be like, Oh no, it's just normal. That's what people do. But I really feel like giving you guys a chance and saying like, we're going to do this for real. Um, I, I think there was a little trust there and I think, I think everyone ran with it. And for me, that was the biggest accomplishment.
0: Thank you. Talk to us about your own podcasting career. Are you going to pick up podcasting back anytime soon?
5: Yes. So like soon, like trademark TM, I am definitely starting a podcast. Um, I'm definitely getting back into it because now I feel like a fraud because you guys are podcasting and I'm not. Um, (laughs) But I did. uh, I did. I do stay in touch with a lot of the same people. And I think with all of this stuff that whether it's podcasting or anything else, uh, you meet people like you kind of network. Like I know that sounds like very businessy, but when you meet people, it's important to kind of keep touch with those relationships and, and whatnot. And when I started my own podcast, um, I mean, I played for you guys, I played episode zero, which is frankly embarrassing, but um, the, it, was, it wasn't it was great. You know, it wasn't great. But I, I knew that when I finished my first episode of Food and Fury, um, I had a few things in mind. One was, I'm so glad I have a friend to do this with because I don't know how I would do this by myself. And two, um, I can't wait to do this again. Like I had ideas for the next one, even though I was really embarrassed about the first one. So every week it felt like I was excited and I was like, well, all right, my, my goal wasn't, I'm going to make 40 episodes, 40, 50 episodes. My goal was like, I'm going to make the next episode. And then we started to think about like, what, why are we doing this? Right. What's the whole point? Um, and part of it initially, of course, was like, let's just do it for sakes of learning. But then I was like, I love cooking. I love food. I found something I was passionate about. And I really thought to myself, it probably be, is because it's so ratatouille, but I, I thought to myself like, Hey, everybody could probably cook like really like everybody could learn how to cook. And for being a male, um, my age, like growing up, it, it's like in chefs and restaurants, it's one thing, but you don't see a lot of guys like cooking, uh, for, you know, for themselves for fun or like, they're not really proud about it. Like it's kind of like almost like a gender thing, but I love cooking. And, um, because I love it so much, I think it's easy to say like, it's normal for people to learn how to cook and I could show people how to do that. So it was easy for me. And then it was kind of like a fun game of like, what dishes could I pick out that could almost be like a journey or teach people how to cook different kinds of foods and to get them to be a little bit better and confidence, and that was kind of fun. And then eventually we got like people to write emails and like ask questions. Occasionally we would have to ask our friends to write emails and questions because we had nothing, but it grew, and it was fun. And then I went through the experience of uh, a buddy of mine who was my co-host. His wife had surgery and he had to leave the show, um, so I was panicking. And then I had like another real life experience where I had to find a new person. Um, and then Miss Desirvines, who is amazing, she jumped in and did the half of the next group of episodes with me, and she was wonderful. Um, and I think learning to be flexible and doing that Gave me a lot of confidence, and then I also didn't like hate my voice on the microphone after a while. And then I would move in, and um, then it was time to work with the students, and I loved it. But I w- am coming back with something, TM, um, and I'm also uh, have some fun things in the works uh, with some friends. But I look forward to getting back on the microphone, and um, hopefully, like me doing it, is a little bit more inspiration to my stu- my kids doing it, my students doing it, because they see that I'm doing it as well, and I could experience and talk about my problems and mistakes and kind of how I go about doing things.
1: That's a really exciting event that's coming up. And on the topic of food, what's your favorite dish to cook?
5: Oh, my gosh. All right. This is this is some serious stuff. So favorite dish to cook. Now, wait, do people have to enjoy it or can I just be happy about it?
1: Something you like to cook, something okay. you like to eat.
5: All right. So check this out. So you think like kids like eat macaroni and cheese. Um, I'm not really sure why my middle guy would much prefer craft macaroni and cheese. It's really insulting. But um, I mean, it is good. But I, I, when I first was learning how to cook, um, one of the main dishes that I loved was Alton Brown makes this macaroni and cheese and it's like legit. It's like really, really good. Because growing up, my parents never made mac and cheese aside from like craft, you know? So I was like, I want to make macaroni and cheese. Like you go to a buffet, you go in Corral, you go somewhere else to eat, you're like, this is real mac and cheese. I want something better. So I was like, I have to learn how to make this. And I made it and it was really good. I decided like this dish, I'm going to make over and over and over again and I'm going to tweak it and get better and better at it or just like try stuff out. So then I read that Martha Stewart has a macaroni and cheese. I'm like, all right, here we go. Now we start another macaroni and cheese. So I've made hers and then people had like, yeah, this is pretty good. We like the other one. I'm like, all right, now it's time to play around. So I took like a little bit of Martha Stewart, a little bit of the Alton Brown. I kind of combined them together and I think it's like a delicious macaroni and cheese. So I do like making that Um, four-fifths of my household enjoys it. One-fifth will slowly craft, but that's okay.
1: So based on the successes and the failures of content creation this year, is there anything you hope that can be changed for next year? It's
5: a good question. Um, I think I have to like not think of it so much as like, you know, like copy and paste. I think it's every group of students is unique and different. Like for example, like when we were together in semester one, um, everyone had a group, right? Like you guys, whether it was a two person group, there was a four person group. I mean, I don't know how they got through it, um, but there were always groups. And then I got to, uh, this spring semester, and I had three students individually between the two sessions that wanted to do a solo podcast. So I guess for me, I kind of have to keep an open mind. And I'm kind of glad that it was like more of a student centered class where you you dictated kind of where the class would go. And it slowly turned into this idea where um, the students kind of like picked how the podcast would go. Because I don't know if you remember when I started it, I was like, okay, everyone's going to work with like a group and this is like your warm up podcast. Remember that? And then your mm-hmm. warm-up podcast, I'm like, look off this list. This is a list that I made. It's perfect. It's wonderful. Well, I never said perfect because I knew it wasn't, but here's a list of all the shows you could possibly do. It was like 10 under 10, uh pets, um, food, sports, hobbies, uh, show and tell, whatever it was. And then um what ended up happening was instead of doing like a warm-up episode rotating through different people in the class, um, you really I don't say like clinged on to this right. but like you found a friendship or you found a person that you'd like to work with, and then you just want to keep growing with it. And then at a certain point, I was, everyone was like, well, do we have to do something different now? Do we have to change it up? And I, and I had to make the decision that I had to make it so that I wasn't like leading the class, whereas it was more of like a voyage for us all to be on, where I was like, what do you guys want to do? And I, I could have been like, no, now you have to do something else. I'm like well, what, what point would that be? So then for you, you two, here's an example, you stayed with the idea of 10 under 10, instead of like picking a new topic or a new thing, but you just made it your own which was way cooler than anything I could have ever come up with. And then you you went with it that way. And I don't think there were many groups that started out with an idea for a show that changed it dramatically. So I think that I'm going to kind of just let things be what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm also not going to be presumptuous and assume that people are going to want to stay with the same thing. But the only difference for next year is obviously it's a second year, but we're going to try it as a year long class. But the idea would be it'll still be blue or silver, but then students would have uh, the class for, you know, for the entire year. So whereas you guys um, had the experience of doing the class and then applying for the NPR contest, um, then the second group of students came and then all of a sudden the New York Times podcast was like a month later and then they were learning how to do stuff. It felt like a little crazy. Um, it'll be a year long. So I think we get to play around with a couple different things and students might be able to have like more of a cohesive experience or maybe they could have like, you know, 10 or 11, 12 shows.
0: Yeah, I do think that this elective is really beneficial to all the students. Um, I'm thinking of the process you took to make your own podcast. And I was thinking of me and Alyssa and how we went about doing 10 under 10 and how that strengthened our relationship, how we learned more, how there were mishaps, but we still learned to grow from them. And I think that podcasting is more than just podcasting. It, it has a lot of factors that contribute to it. And I think it's very beneficial to our lives.
5: I love that because like you, you found like the biggest part is like the relationship part of it, right? Like mm-hmm. for me, just watching, people like it's like almost like, I don't know, maybe it's like riding a bike or something, but you have to like get over that first part where like, it's uncomfortable. But once you like sit back for a minute and you like look around you're like, wow, this is really cool. We're actually doing this. I think it's amazing. It's such a cool thing. And I, and not like, I don't know how to describe this the right way. I, I'll probably say this wrong, but I was thinking almost like, it's like a persona. Like you're not acting not like yourself. I, it's almost like you're maybe exaggerating the parts of your personality that you want to share with people. Like, you're not telling everyone your life story, but you're sharing people like the things you want to share with them. So, I see like sometimes like students, not necessarily like you guys, but maybe other students that are maybe a little bit more reserved or a little more shy or don't necessarily raise their hand like in class, all of a sudden they find comfort in this and then they almost like snap into gear and then they are able to make something. um, And there's no like judgment, like, you know, you're in your little space, you're doing it. And I love that. I think people could really get down to what they want to do and and have a little fun with it.
1: Yeah. I think it taught everyone to open up and, again, like Kristen said, it's more than just podcasting. It's a whole experience from editing to planning to recording.
5: Do you think like, like you're interviewing me and I'm asking you a question. Do you think, um, do you think people that don't do this or haven't done this before? Do you think people don't realize how much other work like goes into it?
1: Yeah, I think so. Because when you listen to a podcast, you think it's like one take and done. You don't realize how much editing there is behind it. When I used to watch podcasts, before this class, I used to think it's record, post, and that's about it. But really, there's so much detailed work behind the scenes.
5: Did you? Did you also? I I have two questions. I'm gonna stop asking questions. This is your this is your interview. But I think the one thing that I was that I really wanted to teach you guys, I guess, if there was one thing, was like to be kind of okay with the small mistakes, because if you end up editing so much that you edit every time you say the word like or. Or I mean, if you sneeze or cough, that's one thing, whatever. But you say like something wrong, and then you correct it and laugh about it. I think it makes it. It would make it very robotic if we got rid of all those things. And I think like our personality is mistakes. Like we're people, right? So I think that I watch you guys, and I, I feel like. I could see it, that like you make a mistake, you laugh about it, you correct yourself, but you don't go and you chop it out like an edit, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, I hope that I taught that part of it because I think that's what makes it so human and interesting.
1: Yeah, and I think we're okay with making mistakes because it adds to our personality. Otherwise, if we were editing it, we would be taking ourselves out of the podcast.
0: Yeah, honestly, um, I'm thinking of whenever I'm editing our podcast, honestly, I would stay up till like 10 10, uh, p.m. um, editing and I would try to piece together different things to make it sound good. But then I'm realizing that I don't need to, you know, switch up everything. Like we can just be natural. We can show ourselves to the listeners and if they don't like us, that's that's it. <laughs> that's and you
5: it. could also get more sleep. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you Mr. Hyde for our interview. The craft mac and cheese sounds delicious. Um not the craft ma- the mac and cheese that you <laughs> <laughs> All
5: right, It's delicious. <laughs> out of out of like my children and you guys, it sounds like so far maybe we have like two people that really have the craft. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for the, your time.
5: I appreciate it. And I love, I love to sit down with you guys and um I think you're both wonderful and I, I can't wait to see here to hear what this sounds like when you guys are done and hopefully we'll continue the journey down the road. Um, you either need me you don't need me, but you both wonderful and I think that you both have a lot of great things yet to come.
1: Thank you so much for being like the best advisor, teacher, help coach, helper.
5: Thank you guys. You're the best. We appreciate it. We, who's we, the royal we? I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. <laughs>
0: We hope everyone in the 2022 to 2023 content creation elective had a memorable experience in the class and maybe might even consider taking a similar course or joining a related club up at the high school.
1: Content creation was by far my favorite elective because it opened me up to so many opportunities and I was able to use my creativity in an encouraging way.
0: Yeah, content creation was a great way to spend our last year here at Herricks, allowing us to use our creativity and have some fun while also learning a lot of new things.
1: Kristen and I have had many takeaways from content creation, and we hope that everyone has learned something new, hopefully even discovered their love for podcasting and editing. This class was an amazing contribution to my experiences at Herrick's Middle School, and I really hope to see this class up at the high school in a couple of years.
0: Thank you to Mr. Height for patiently teaching us how to use the microphones and editing softwares and being the best advisor, editor, and director.
1: Yeah, all the work that you've put in in order for us to create successful podcasts is appreciated and you've been the best teacher for this year. You've made this class a memorable experience for all of your students.
0: May the next year of content creation be just as successful, maybe even more, as time advances and the elective gains even more attributes and popularity.
1: We hope this class is just as enjoyable for the next batch of students, and we wish everyone success. That was our experience with the content creation elective, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast as well as our other podcasts, such as 10 Under 10. That's going to do it for me. And that's it for me. Thank you.
0: Bye. Bye.